everybody and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Love 101 Season 2, Episode 6. Um, this season continues to be incredible. I'm so happy about this show. There's definitely some bad stuff that happens in this episode, but overall I was really, really happy with it. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, and we finally got, you know, at least 30 seconds of adult time. So <laughs> that's exciting. But it was it was kind of fan service. Is it me? I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was but I like that. <laughs> we're the fans. We want Give to be served. Yes. Please. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. Um, I am not drinking any tea, but I have photographic evidence that Eski was drinking tea about 30 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago, yeah. Any <laughs> chance that tea still lives? No, even the mug is in the dishwasher. It's completely RIP. Gone wow. forever. Uh, that's my fault. I will I will take the blame for this one. <laughs> Took me a little longer to make dinner than I expected, but it was delicious, so I can't complain. What'd you make? I made a sausage, what a veal sausage with um butternut squash soup and salad. Wow. That's so sophisticated. I mean, the, the soup was ready. The, the sausage was really easy to make. And then the salad was also really easy to make. But it sounds incredibly fancy when you say it all together. True. True. Okay. Well, I'm impressed. So now Sophia is going to take us through all of the things that happened in this episode in multiple timelines. <laughs> Good luck. Oh God. Right. Okay. You, you might have to correct me, but also, okay. I, this is the first episode where I've been very close to crying. We can discuss yes. why later, 100%. but it was so sad. I died a little inside <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so to begin, we have some very avid fans which is kind of weird for the show, but it shows us that we're definitely not in the high school. Um, so we're actually, Kevin did move um, for this job, which for me, there was a question mark, but apparently for no one else or for not, not for the show. Um, so like he, he's getting the team to do really well. Like they're going to play against their rivals who they haven't played, who they haven't won against in like 10 years or something. Um, and he's very excited, but he's like, I can't, he's sad still like either he's like sad because Bourjou or he's sad because like, he feels like he can't celebrate yet. That, that was something that we can discuss. And I wasn't very entirely clear to me, but I guess it is later. Um, and he gets invited to like this party at a player's house for, to celebrate the win. And then Edda and Kedem are still on the run and she gets a phone call from her mom who's like, you need to come back. Like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, okay, fine, I'll come back. So then Edda and Kedem like have a, like these lovey-dovey happiness, which we know is going to end eventually. <laughs> but basically he proposes to her and they're like, okay, we can be our own family. We can set each other free because then we don't have any obligations or anything. Um, because he asks her if she's going to marry the guy that her parents want her to marry. And she's like, no, I don't want to. So they get engaged and 
he makes like a ring out of some keys. I I didn't really understand what that was. Just I think he was just using his key ring to make a, oh. to propose to her. So Sophia has no sense of romance. She's just like, <laughs> what, what, what was this man doing with his keychain? <laughs> I thought he was making a ring out of keys, which I guess is more <laughs> even more ridiculous than. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to be the Hulk to do that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um so then after that scene it's the grown-ups time and this man walks in and we don't know who this man is but now it does a blonde which was she a blonde before question mark yeah i think she always had like highlights but no, yeah but her maybe... hair is like completely blonde is it really that i completely yeah. spaced it out in my mind yeah. <laughs> um so now we find out his he's Kerem. I don't know if we find it out on the scene, but I guess I'll spoil for like 20 seconds from now <laughs> when we find out he's like a big criminal defense lawyer and he does really well. So he's not the one in j- Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was so intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's maybe why they showed someone in jail. He's just a criminal defense lawyer. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I, that did not occur to me at all. Sorry, okay. I like I just that. Had my reasoning all while I was recapping, and you could see my face. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, I just had a moment of realization, which was pretty intense. But anyway, <laughs> um, so they're like chatting. There's clearly some sexual tension between Edda and Kerem. Oh. And they show each other their hands where they don't have, they, none of, neither of them have like wedding rings. So this is confusing because I got the impression previously that Edda was, had kids. I think they are retconning that. Like, I think they're just going to ignore the fact that they show. Yeah, she definitely seemed like a housewife. And now I think she never has been married. She's a graphic designer in New York living right. a single life. So yeah, I think right. they're just changing their minds on that. Yikes. It had That's to have the least once. I yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless it's Elif. Yeah. When they change the storyline, there's nothing oh, we can do. Yeah. Um, so then we have Elif with her tapes. So she's putting in the tapes and she's going to go see Osman. And they finally like have a nice little moment where they kiss and it's like lovey dovey. And I'm sure he's been on a hazelnut fast so as not to give her an allergic reaction. <laughs> So they're, they're just like chilling on a bench and like having a nice time. And then um, like the recording gets screwed up and the dad like realizes that something's up and he comes upstairs and he's like yelling like, Elif, where are you? And she's nowhere to be found. And that's all we know. Like, we don't know anything else. She just runs back home. And then we have Sinan being sad, Sinan for a reason. And Osman being sad, Osman also. But we... We don't know what happened that night. We just, I get, we guessed that it was a bad situation. Um, so then Nedjit's walking around the school and everyone's like, where's the pide? Like, you just stop giving us pide. You suck. <laughs> but but like, the, the, there was this one girl who just like stopped him in the hall and was like, hi, Nedjit, like as if she was going to say something. And then she was like, that was so, like, that was so rude or whatever yeah. she said about, like, it was just, like, faked him out. It was hilarious. It was so funny. He was like, oh, yes, hello, darling. And she was like, I hate you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it is the outcome we all wanted for Nudged It, to be yes. honest. Yes, it is. <laughs> and and chair fall number two. <laughs> Someone oh, yeah. loosened those screws for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, so then they're at the pickle place eating pickle juice, drinking, I guess, pickle juice. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It's it's the best hangover cure. It's really I mean, not that they're hungover in that scene, but like they're very commonly found around drinking establishments. There will be like a row of pickle juice places. I, I don't remember seeing pickles. those at all, but it looked awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I guess it's a balanced breakfast. Unclear. I've never seen people <laughs> just chugging it sober, like in the morning, but Sinan <laughs> is never sober, Eski. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. But the too. other three seemed okay. The other three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Edda is high on life and her sunglasses. <laughs> so Osman's like upset. He doesn't want to tell people why, but we obviously know it's uh, Elif. And then Sinan walks in. He's like all sad too. And they're talking about how like the parents are upset. Also, apparently Nejdet's system is making it really hard for some people to study. I guess, does that mean, does is it because like the smart people get to study, but the other people don't? No, something? it's because they're all constantly taking tests and preparing for the entrance exam. So it's like... They're overstressed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think it was that it was hard for them to study. I think it was just that they're too much study. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable. And they all have eczema. Also, that's a lie. Eczema is like an underlying, like genetic condition. It's not like something you get (laughs) Um, because of stress. I think I think it it was contagious at the school. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have eczema, and I can tell you that's not how it works. I wasn't sure about that. Thank you for clarifying. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is like its own medical condition that is not linked to stress. So we have we've heard it here, folks. That that's some nonsense. Well, I could have googled. (laughs) I'm no doctor, so who knows? But like, that's just not how it works, honestly. So they're like Jay chilling. You know, everyone's happy, like weirdly happy because like they're unhappy. And then also, I can't remember exactly why Edda decides that she's going to be the best. That's later. Yeah. yeah. There's a clear reason for it, which I think you'll remember as you recap. (laughs) So we're back at the basketball thing. Honestly, I have to be really honest. I don't understand like Kemal's angst Uh -uh. this episode. I guess it's because of Burju, but like he loves Burju. Yeah, he misses (laughs) Burju. Sophia has no patience for any of this. Yeah, Sophia's like, ah. <laughs> Just figured out how to move the mic to make it be like I'm an actual radio person. Like horizontal? Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> looks like, yeah, so mine is. Also, we can very much hear your mic moving around, Sophia. Yeah. So. <laughs> I won't move it anymore. Okay. <laughs> um so he's like oh so he he gets told by like some dude at the team like you need to fire someone and he's like he has a flashback of Burja in the back of his head saying like people are more than their file like they're more than the paper that they're that summarizes them so he's like pretty not into it um and then Burja is in her house like sulking and she sees the red dress in her closet and she like shoves it back in and then she gets an odd knock on the door. This was possibly the most unnecessary scene in a show. Oh, ever. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I loved so this. <laughs> yeah, a good closure. 
it was Tunjai with the, a pregnant woman, which I wasn't sure if she was pregnant or just a weird angle with the dress for a while. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I think she's pregnant. And then halfway through, I was like, is she? Or is it just like a weird angle? Because it's an, a weird shaped belly from when she's sitting down. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I just wanted to, I'm in Istanbul and I just wanted to catch up with you. Also, like, if we're just already in her PJs, like, it's probably past 8 p.m. She should definitely not be knocking on a stranger's door, for sure. Well, with no notice? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just got pregnant with this woman that I married when you decided not to marry me. And we're having a baby, and we love life, and everything's wonderful. And she's like, basically, she goes off on a rant saying, like, I don't, like, I don't just follow what my husband tells me. Like, well, she has, like, this sarcastic thing where she's like, well, if I just exist to like please my husband and I have my kids and we just talk about our kids' weights and weird stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then she's like, you know what? Just follow your husband's orders. Leave the house. And they like both leave the house. Honestly, it's much like, more incredible than Sophia. Yeah, <laughs> so far. Yeah. Just so saying. He gave the most <laughs> underwhelming recap Sorry. of that very, very fun scene. <laughs> it was an awesome speech. I loved it so yeah. much. <laughs> Well, do you guys want to want to recap what you thought was awesome about the scene? <laughs> no, I mean, like, it was great. I don't know what else to say. It was very satisfying to hear her once again chew him out because she already <laughs> did that once. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I'm not going to get to her level. So just going to did some descriptive in a, analysis, I guess. <laughs> and then she just has some wine because what else is she to do? And then she talks to the nerds and they're like really stressed out and they have like all rashes on their necks, which are eczema apparently. Um, and then Osman's really depressed because of everything with Elif. And like this guy's like the fish pe- the fish pita or fish sandwich business no, is going yeah, really fish, well. Yeah, fish sandwich, yeah. He's got a fish yeah. sandwich racket. <laughs> fish pita definitely doesn't sound very good. <laughs> um <laughs> And he's like, yeah, whatever, I'll deal with it. Like, whatever. He's clearly down. And then we go to Elif, and she's like, really down. Her parents are only letting her play the piano until this big recital that she has. It's like international, and people are coming from all over the world to see her, which is doubtful. Like, she's in high school. People aren't coming from all over the world. They're they're coming from some like um, conservatory or music academy. Oh, okay, fine. It's kind of like an audition. Yeah. I feel like but the dad says, <laughs> I think the dad says literally like they're coming from all over the world to see you. Yeah. yeah he does yeah. say that. And then he says something about like this being her chance to get into quote unquote the academy, yeah, the whatever music, it is. Yeah. Academy music. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Turns out her mom is like as awful as her dad. And she's I like, think, I think we've seen her be awful before, really? like around the dinner table. Yeah. I think they were like both doubling down on her okay. in their first scene. Yeah, they so suck. the parents are the worst. The mom's like, you need to be practicing. Like, what the hell are you doing that's not practicing? Um, and then Nejit, um, he named Suzanne the new vice principal, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that people are really upset about the PDA thing. So he's like, Susan, Suzanne, your first job is to get this back on track. She's like, we don't have money for that. He's like, oh, well, let's just pay the teachers late. But I think the contract work, so not like the, not like the permanent faculty, but like people who are on a short-term contract with the school is how he said it in Turkish. So it's not quite as bad as like not paying the full staff, but still very bad because you're not paying some subset of the staff. 
<laughs> when you're contractually obligated to. Oh God. And yeah. also he's like, like, where's he going to get the money? He's not going to get extra money coming in. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, a public school does not have like ways of, <laughs> there are no levers to pull. <laughs> and then Suzanne's like, oh, well, could you get that all in writing? So that like, if something bad happens, <laughs> I'd thing she's ever said. Suzanne is so much cleverer than her predecessors. It's incredible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she's like, I wouldn't want this to be like what happened to Refik. Like everyone knows he just like set everyone like Refik and um his own predecessor up. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and nobody did anything, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then uh Kemal is in this pool party and he's like the saddest person at the pool party. He's like talking to one of his players and he's like, Yeah, there's this woman, she's wonderful. Which also the speech is kind of weird given how weird their relationship has been. Like, I don't know. I think they kind of sold it for me. And when they were like, um, he was like, she like fights the world and she fights herself all the time. Cause like, if he finds that attractive, then he should still be into her after her craziness this season. Um, But he's clearly kind of upset about that. And then, I don't know if it's the same day, but she's just like chilling in her PJs at home. And Edda arrives and is. she's like, Yeah, okay. I think she's so. like, I have big news. I'm engaged, whatever. Um, and uh Kerem saved me. And she's like, What do you mean he saved you? Like, you don't need someone to save you, like you can save yourself. You know, like and and obviously Edda is like not pleased by that approach. And she gets kind of upset, but I think she stays there, right? Yeah, I think it's just that the words hit home for her. Yeah. Later. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Sinan is just like chilling, reading, and then he finds like a weird wound on the dog. Oh, like. Oh. I had a- <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that the dog's eventual diagnosis could manifest in that way. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's, I'm sure there's skin stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Bad. So obviously the dog has something wrong with it. And Sinan, even though he has no money for anything, now has money to take the dog to the vet. He, does, he doesn't spend money on anything. Let's remember, he does get a monthly allowance from his dad. So no. that I think it's re- literally for like feeding the dog or like anything to do with the dog at yeah. this point. And so he gets told that the dog probably has cancer and that it's going to get really aggressive and they're going to have to put the dog to sleep when it's really aggressive. So obviously, like, honestly, why more bad things for Sinan? Like, it was it was enough. So like, sad. it's been yeah. enough. No more. Yeah, I agree. It's enough. I, I, that was one of my WTFs was like, we don't need to pile more on to Sinan also. Yeah. He's already living in a warehouse alone. I know. Like, super sickly. He doesn't yes. need his damn dog to die. yes and that and like i don't know how they edited the dog's like pained breathing i don't i'm sure the dog wasn't actually making those sounds and they probably just like edited those on later but it was just like as someone who used to have a dog with cancer it was very convincing and very much cry inducing and i don't appreciate the screenwriters for doing that to me (laughs) that's awful um yeah i i like I, i was almost crying at that scene managed to not cry somehow but it was really sad um 
and then we have Edda with her mom. So she's helping her mom um, put the like put the dinner table, what well, set the dinner table is the correct verb. Oops. Um, and so her mom's like, You ruined your life. What are you gonna do? Um, and she's just like berating her for everything. And she's like, Mom, like stop it. And I need to tell you something. And I don't know how to say it, so I'm just gonna go come out and say. It. She's like, I'm engaged to Kenem. And the mom's like, oh, Kerem Oz? Oz, I, Oz, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, his dad owns a huge hotel chain. Like, you're saved. Yep. <laughs> As and we kind of hypothesized previously, and they used it in a really clever way. Yeah. yeah. And Edda's, like, devastated because she, I guess she had never realized that he was Yeah, I was surprised wealthy. that she never knew that about him. I thought, like, I mean, she known. must have been to his house, no? Like... I don't know. Maybe not. He's always on that basketball court or like lurking outside <laughs> her window. So maybe not. Well, how's he paying for the college prep stuff, you know? Mm, true. Good That's point. That's not cheap. So she's really upset. She has all these flashbacks to their life and everything. Um, and then, but Edda just like cries herself, just like cries the whole night. She gets, the, all the friends are together and they like start talking. And basically they're like talking about the exam and how like they'll be okay for it but like people are really stressed and like how stressed people are like people are getting shingles and people are getting this that and having had shingles I can tell you that you can get it from stress but you have to have had um chicken pox first oh so you can't it you can the onset can be because of stress but because it's just the virus right the virus is like still in you yeah exactly that virus never lives leaves your organism and it mm-hmm. stays dormant in your nerves so like one time i was really stressed and i got it in the back of my head and it was a horrible Ouch. experience that's wild i've heard even the shingles vaccine is like painful and awful like really? it's like yeah you have to do it in two doses like however many weeks or months apart and like my mom and grandma both had the second dose and we're like out of commission for like more than a day oh, wow. oh no yeah they definitely recommend it for older people though so if you're an older listener please don't (laughs) delay check with your doctor please don't just get it please check with your doctor doctor, but like don't delay (laughs) I can tell you it's horrible I thought I was dying because I couldn't move my neck because it oh my god that's so scary it bothers your nerves so like like your nerve like little nerves um so I I like couldn't turn my head like this and I was like literally I have like they're what what could this be that means that I'm not dying? Like honestly, I couldn't cross look both ways before crossing the street. Like that's oh my god, it was really painful. It's lethal, people. You hear that? You get run over by car. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, why does this episode have all the illnesses that I've seen? Yes. Plot twist. Uh, <laughs> Sophia wrote this <laughs> script for this episode. <laughs> based on her own medical experiences um <laughs> uh, possibly um so all the friends are together and Ida is like pretty upset but no one can tell why she's being rude even if she's like you're being rude like what the hell is wrong with you and she's like she's like telling uh kind of like you can't tell us to not worry about the test like if you fail you're still gonna have a job you're still gonna have money because your family's really wealthy but okay this is i guess this is for the gossip section but like are the other people not wealthy like i mean sinan has a house by the well, had a house yeah. by the water 
Ishik is like pretty well off. And this house yeah. is also really nice. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. I guess the idea is that everybody else is like, like working level comfortable and um, Kerem is like, never has to work comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, we could tell by his mobbish lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but his parents are still awful. So the fact that Edla is yelling at him about it is pretty yeah, sure. I don't think there's any good parents, right? No. No. Yeah. So Edda's like, I don't need anyone to save me. Like I'm my own savior. Um, Cause we know, well, like, I don't know if the Turkish word is the same, but basically they've used the same word throughout, like mm-hmm. about saving yourself and other people saving you. So it's definitely like pulled a cord. And she's like, I'm going to get the best score at the test. And you're all going to see blah, 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 which we will see. I hope there, has, there has to be like at this point, like two weeks to this damn test. Like what point, like what yeah. point of the year are we in? Well, last episode, there was five months. So, okay. So maybe it's like four and a half now. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, but, a long ass time to study for a test, but then she's studying and she's like, mom, I have this test next week. She well, said well, next week. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. I guess, I guess um, we fast forwarded. Left, yeah. Yeah. So then it's grown-ups time. They're having dinner by the Bosphorus, and like we hear that he's a big criminal defense lawyer and whatever. And Edda runs out of beer, so she goes to the kitchen to get a beer. And Ishik's like, "Oh, winky face, we're out of wine too." <laughs> <laughs> so. Like they go in and talk about how she's like a graphic designer and he's um, a criminal defense lawyer. Also, that outfit is not something a graphic designer would wear even in the 90s. I don't completely know. agree. <laughs> it's supposed to be present day, too. It's present oh, day. Oh, true, yeah. true. Well, definitely no. No. Even if it's a crop top, but she has pearls and. Um, and like a tweed blazer. A tweed jacket. It's, yeah, hundred percent more believable that she would be like a housewife with that yeah. outfit then. Yeah, yeah. But they dressed her last season when she was supposed to be a housewife. I think. <laughs> so they just have like a very whatever conversation. Like, do you miss me? Do you still care about me? Kind of thing. It wasn't whatever. They basically got back together. Yeah, they did they get like both, back together. They were like yeah, all flirty, and then yeah, he went in for the kill. Game over. They're back together. <laughs> this guy also doesn't look anything like Kenem. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, they're both handsome. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would have done better just to put old person makeup, old not old person, like dress them differently than adults. Yeah, I have a can... note about this. Yeah, I agree. Because all these actors are in their the young people actors are all in their like late twenties to yeah. Osman being like thirty. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think I don't think the actor who plays Kedem uh, is is more than forty. So yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so then Sinan's having a sad time with his dog, which is very very sad. Basically, realizing that his dog is gonna deteriorate and gonna have to be put down very soon. And then Kemal is building this bookcase that was the <laughs> bookcase funnily enough and he decides to call Burju and Burju gets the phone and they're like basically the love story is rekindled once more I love it mm-hmm. they <laughs> talk a great on the montage. phone all the time and there's like a montage of them talking on the phone and like running so cute. from places to get to the phone because they just want to talk to each other 
which is very cute and they're very happy and back together and then Edda is studying memorizing a bunch of stuff that I feel very um not confident that she's gonna be able to memorize all that stuff <laughs> you didn't feel like she had the ATP thing down <laughs> I don't even know what that is yeah so, it's yeah. how how cells make energy energy yeah oh I never learned that oops Yes, you did. You definitely learned that. That's <laughs> like basic biology. Did. No, it's because I never took biology. You, in high school, you never took biology? Well, I took like another option of biology that wasn't really biology. So no, I don't. Really but what does that even mean? What did you like, study? I took like advanced science, but it wasn't like biology. It wasn't advanced <laughs> or science. <laughs> But yeah, you know, so you've, def- you've definitely, you definitely like, it's easy to forget always... it, but I feel like you definitely learned ATP. I'm just, I can't, I know. I refuse. <laughs> You're like too well educated to like not know that or not have learned that at some point. I know a lot about the cell and mitochondria and I had to make a little model of the organ. Yeah. So like, exactly. Okay. So if you know that stuff, that, that, that that's part of the, the ATP production. Okay. Yeah. I promise. Colombian education system, we got you covered. You definitely taught <laughs> Sophia this. <laughs> I mean, we have a test that asks by like a lot of questions of every single subject. So it's like the Turkish test, I guess. I have to mm-hmm. take it. And I did fine. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway. Without having to burn your hands on a pot. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay, so let's get to that. <laughs> Sorry. So it is out the piano and she really doesn't want to play. And her dad's like, well, or her dad and her mom are like, well, it doesn't even matter. You lost too much time. You're never going to be a prodigy anymore, which was awful. Um, and the dad, the, they like, they're like, it's, it's not worth it, whatever. And she has this like daydream of that she's in the water and she can mm-hmm. reach the piano. Um, which it seems very stressful. Um, and she's like, I need to find a solution for this. So she decides to burn her hands on a pot. I thought she was going to put her hands in the hot water. Me too. Me too. And then she just put them on the outside of the pot, which I don't know what's more painful, but they both seem mm. extremely painful. Both are bad. Don't do either of those things. Obviously, don't please. <laughs> Pro tip from Turkish tea time. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah that's the end of the of our episode okay so we definitely jumped in way too much into the recap but clearly we have a lot of opinions about what happened So now we're going to move on to the gossip slash banter slash spilling as geese an hour ago tea. (laughs) (laughs) And which, which person would you like to start with here? I mean, honestly, I think the most interesting kind of arc is Ida. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause like to start, she's, she realizes that she like needs to be independent, but she's trying to find like another person to tether her. And then Burj is like, what the hell girl? And then she realizes like, she needs to be on her own. Yeah. Like make her own path. 
yeah, that was awesome. That was uh, showing the importance of female mentorship. <laughs> um, I wish it didn't have to come at the expense of her like being a huge dick to Kerem who's done nothing but try and support yeah. her. Um, like she could have stayed with him and just been like, but I'm going to take the test and ace it and then we'll do our lives together. So that was a bummer, but I'm really glad that she stood up to her parents, which none of the other kids seem able to do. And uh, she's going to ace that test. I believe yeah. in her. And she looked, I just absolutely love that outfit that she's wearing in the pickle shop. She looks so cool. She loves those glasses. She looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. But, you know, watching that just reminded me of how much like today's fashion is based on like 90s mm -hmm. fashion like yeah. that thing she's yeah. wearing with the with the bicycle shorts and the like fishnet types. yeah no Do no the, the 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 when she tells her mom that she's gonna marry kind of like, oh yeah shirt, she's wearing like right, a tank like, top shirts. yeah yeah i feel like that's very now like mm -hmm. fashion yeah mm -hmm. for sure it's cyclical for sure yeah it's kind of yeah like to what you said um sophia like it makes it even harder for me to watch the adult Edda. Like she's the hardest one for me. Yeah, she's such a, such a square. She's <laughs> such a square. She's just like got none of that fire. And I think it's probably just because the young Edda actress is like off the charts charismatic compared yeah. to everybody else. And it makes yeah. it hard, but. It, she just would have been a lot more believable like with that outfit and actress and vibe as an adult if she had, if the Coco Pelli prophecy had come to be <laughs> yes i mean i guess there's still room for her to like do really well on the test but get pregnant oh and, god like, i hope you know. not <laughs> but like it seems like she's successful in her career so i think that's a very 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 slim possibility at this point but well also how, me... how would she have moved to new york with a yeah. child it gave me the feeling that unless she married emna who was gonna go to like the u.s anyway oh god no <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I legitimately don't think that's like going to happen at this point, but it would explain her outfit a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think my feeling from this episode was that they've got Ida and Karem sorted out. Like, we don't need to worry. We know their path and we know their future and they're done. And now we're going to focus on the rest of the gang. Do you think the ring, the ring finger showing between them was them? See, I initially thought it meant that they were like, oh, I'm divorced. I'm divorced too. But like, do you think it me means they never married? I think it means they That's never a married. Question. I it's think, a good question. I think it just means they're sim single now, but I don't know if it's what it they're not with their previous partners or. Because yeah. it was weird. Like, why would they do that? I guess. Why would they like, like know to do that? Yeah. Like, assuming that they each had interest still. And, maybe they uh, had a pact yeah that's what i thought also. maybe maybe yeah i don't know but i'm very i'm very happy about all of that the, aside mm -hmm. from wanting the child actors to play the adults everything about the adult scene this episode i was happy about <laughs> including ashok's meddling that's like very her yes <laughs> indeed what do you all think will happen with uh did. I mean, I think this has to be the nail in the coffin, the scheme to redirect salaries. Sure. I think <laughs> that's what's going to fuck him over. Cause like, yeah, as we mentioned previously, like that money is not going to grow on a tree. Like, no, you know, he spends there's no way the for budget. them to 
raise it like you yeah. said you can't like he would have to sell the pide and that's exactly what's not the point mm-hmm. i'm so not into osman and Elif. <laughs> i like every other character in the show except for those two i'm just like so bored of them mm-hmm. being boring and angsty Ugh. wonder i mean that the hand burning might change that's gonna be a turning point we'll see yeah what happens <laughs> i mean yeah, what are it's... her parents gonna do they've invested so much in forcing her to play the piano 24 hours a day they're, they're gonna be really sad which is like excellent they should be so sad because they suck <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i i i get it the idea that she can't talk to them and that's why she has to do that in order to like stop this but Mm-hmm. I'm not that invested in her it's not like when Sinan you're like trying you're like rooting for Sinan to speak up to his parents and he fails again and again like mm-hmm. that's that feeling but we don't have that with her at all like she just sits there silent and then has a weird underwater montage dream thing and then burns her hands I do feel kind of bad for her honestly like she I feel like she's never had any friends because her parents yeah. haven't let her have any friends mm-hmm. um, or any interests outside of piano because like she has to go to school and come home and like she has so much pressure on her from her parents yeah. like I feel really bad for her honestly and I've always loved Osman but he's kind of weird this season yeah yeah he's lost some of the spark for sure He's like, I, he came into this <laughs> season like, I'm too old for this shit because I'm 30. <laughs> Eski, have you ever watched Lethal Weapon? Uh, Lethal Weapon? No, I haven't. The originator of I'm too old for this shit. Oh, I didn't see. That's a good fun fact. I For a second, I thought you, when you said Lethal Weapon, you were saying uh, Fatal, it's Fatal Attraction, right? The movie with the bunny boiling. And I was like, <laughs> Is this a reference to her like boiling her hands? No, no, no. <laughs> Lee the Weapon. I mean, obviously Mel Gibson problematic, but they're yes. incredible action movies. Highly recommend. Mm. I've heard, definitely heard of it, but I get all these uh, Die Hard, Fatal Attraction, Lethal Weapon. They're all just like, uh, what's the other one? I don't know. There's a couple others with death what's in the, the name. And I'm one? like, there's hundreds. <laughs> no, no, but like. Not Die Hard, but anyway, there's like there's like a James Bondy one too. I'm like these are all the same. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yes, I agree. Elif is sympathetic to some extent, but I also just wrote in my notes: please stop giving me Elif playing the piano. Please give me Edda drinking pickle juice and sunglasses. Like that's the part of the show that I'm interested in. But I get it, and the hand burning will be an interesting plot device going forward i think i just really want to know if she's going to show up at the yoga with everyone else as an adult because i really don't think she existed in the minds of the screenwriters in season one she definitely didn't exist in season one but yeah there's no reason she couldn't be come like i don't care that they didn't show us a yeah. letter that's fine yeah but i'm just like wondering like what if she did exist in their minds and they like didn't even like preview her as an adult but maybe that was just because like they didn't want to spoil the new character edition um, mm-hmm. who knows yeah it'd be interesting to see if she shows up later should we talk about borju tunjai smackdown oh the best it was so great 
Also, like, you- this episode was just killing it. Sultan of success for sure, IMO. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe Edda for like, you know, being an independent woman. But anyway, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I was going to say, <laughs> Sunjai, like, like yeah first of all how dare he like show up unannounced and number two like his wife is just like not bothered by the fact that they're there to gloat to his ex-fiance like it's so messed up on so many levels (laughs) yeah and he's such an idiot for thinking that him showing up with a pregnant wife and Borgia would be like oh I really missed out all my maternal hormones are raging But also does this discussion mean that she doesn't want to have kids? Cause like, I felt like her whole thing was like kids. I don't need kids to like realize my purpose, which obviously I think we understand very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why she was so adamant about the kids thing. Well, it may be because this one's pregnant after like a month. Yeah. that's whatever. Probably, I think it was, just, it was just top of mind because of her being visibly pregnant. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think it was necessarily like I don't want kids. I think it was more just like raging against the man, Mm -hmm. literally. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was awesome. And then I you guys know I absolutely love a montage and the cute talking on the old fashioned landline montage was just so delightful. I loved it. Yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah, for sure. And I I originally thought that. Kimal was going to move back to Istanbul this episode, but I'm glad they did it like this, like they're rebuilding the relationship. Yes. Yes. It, it was, was necessary just because their relationship has been so mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if this had been Atia, he would have walked right over to Istanbul in like five minutes after the first <laughs> He would have. He would have been like in his apartment building the shelf and then like that same night he would be ringing Borju's doorbell. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just a short walk away. <laughs> uh, anything else for this section? I think we did a good hybrid recap and uh, <laughs> tea spilling earlier. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid talking about Sinan because I just find it depressing. No, I can't. There's honest. nothing more to say there. It's awful. It's so sad. It's why awful. did they do this to him? It's yeah. not necessary, honestly. Like, no, why? it's like too much now. Yeah. His life soul. sucks enough. Like he doesn't need any more reasons to be depressed. Yeah, you get you don't just take away a boy's grandfather, bird, and dog in a season. You just don't yeah. do that. <laughs> well, it's it just feels like there's this like very famous or like recognizable like telenovela where it's just like horror like this woman like everything bad happens to her every single thing possible in the world and it's like okay like that doesn't happen in real life yeah okay so now we're gonna move into our history section where we're talking about Kemal's basketball team, Karshayaka, which is a real team. And uh, Eski's going to give us the lowdown here. Yes. So let me step back and describe Karshayaka as a district. It's, uh, it's an Ilche of Izmir. So it's, it's a fairly large region. Um, it's kind of, part, I mean, Izmir is obviously a very large province. And it's the third largest metropolitan area in Turkey after Ankara and Istanbul and Karşıyaka is one of its districts it's one of kind of the older more centrally located districts um and it's got a very I would say salient identity like 
when you meet someone from the Karshiaka district of Izmir, they will introduce themselves as from Karshiaka. They won't even say Izmir. They'll be like, oh, I'm from that's Karshiaka. interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just like knows, even though it's like a district in like not the biggest city in, in mm-hmm. Turkey. So um, definitely uh, carries over into the sports club. So like Fenerbahce and Beşiktaş and Galatasaray, Karşıyaka is a sports club that has multiple professional sports teams within it, um, um, I guess, under its umbrella. So we see the basketball team, but their most famous and most lucrative uh, sports franchise is their soccer team. They've also got volleyball, handball, tennis, swimming, sailing, billiards, and bowling teams. and it is the oldest uh, professional sports club in Izmir, founded in 1912. Um, there, I think, I think this rivalry exists in those other sports I listed, but their biggest rival in soccer is Göztepe, which is a, a neighborhood within the Konak district of Izmir. Konak is where the famous Izmir um, clock tower is if you've ever seen if you've ever googled Izmir that's one of the like key images that will come up it's the symbol of the city so Konak is truly and Konak is where like city hall is located like it's, it's definitely the most um central district and actually you get to the one of the most efficient ways to get to Karshiaka is to take the ferry from Konak which includes Göztepe to Karshiaka. And by the way, Karshiaka, the name literally means the opposite side. Um, Karsha is opposite and Yaka is side. So it's opposite, the opposite side to Konak. So it's very much, you know, it's funny, the rivalry is kind of just like built into the name of the district. <laughs> um, but yeah, Göztepe is the other insanely beloved and closely followed sports club in Izmir and the rivalry between the two is obviously super intense because they've both got crazy devoted fan bases. Um, I don't think that the opening victory that we see in this episode is necessarily against Ghost Tepe, but whatever it is, they're like very happy to have beat mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever team they were playing. Um, and that chant that they do, cough, 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 sin, 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 cough, sin, cough, sin, cough. That's like actually, obviously, the chant of the sports club and people will just do that in Karshiaka, like out and about. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it's a great, it's a great district. It's, you know, uh, a lot of, I mean, Izmir is like all on the water. It's the Bay of Izmir is Bay or Gulf. I don't know. Bay of Izmir, I think is very central to the look and feel of the city. And, and Karshiaka is all up on the, on the water. There's a nice boardwalk and nice, um, shops and restaurants and stuff so it's, it's a really nice area and they are the people from there are extremely proud to be from there um in this kashika ghost um rivalry there is an annual um izmir it's called the izmir darbi darbisi um and it specifically refers to kashika versus ghost i don't think it's happened in a few years i was trying to google this it looks like the soccer match doesn't happen since like 2016. I'm not sure why. And it also looks like Ghost Tepe is by far <laughs> better. Um, oh, no. <laughs> at least, at least in the history of this uh, head-to-head, um, 
which I don't let me see how far the head to head goes back to 1944 wasn't coaching there yet right but that's this is a soccer team I have no idea how the basketball team's doing yet (laughs) Um, or if they have this big um, head to head I mean I'm sure they do but I don't think it's as big of a deal as soccer unfortunately for um, unfortunately for um, Kemat Um, anyway Karshioka sports clubs other big rivals are Buja Spur Buja is another uh, district in Izmir. I don't think Bujaspur exists anymore. Uh, looks like, oh yeah, it looks like as of 2020, it does not exist. RIP probably due to COVID, like not allowing anyone to make any money. Um, and then there's also Altai Sports Club. Um, that's also an Izmir sports club. So very, and that's more, I think, um, representing the Bornova uh, district, which is another one of the big districts of Izmir, actually where my grandmother lives um and that's more that's outside of Konak it's a completely different district but it's still across the bay from uh Karshioka. so yeah it's a it's a pretty good gig I would say for Kemai like it's definitely got it's a team that's definitely got a lot of local fans so I'm sure it would be fun to coach but it's also probably not as uh, high pressure maybe as like doing a uh, coaching Fenerbahce or Galatasaray or Besiktas's basketball team just because it's you know in a smaller market uh, but who knows maybe maybe Izmir is like crazy about basketball <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's pretty much all I got for Kashyap sport. That's cool I'm, I really like the idea of having multiple sports under one team yeah. Cause I feel like in the U S like it's so it's like hard city. to, yeah, yeah. The city's got multiple franchises, but they're all, yeah, separate. you can really get behind it. And like, you don't have to buy different like mm-hmm. shirts. You can just have like the one colors and the one shirt. And yep. Yep. I like yeah. that a lot. Makes it a lot easier. Good model. We recommend, we recommend to the U S however, it's also sounds like less money for all these people that make tons of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true 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 um I do know that like I think a lot of the soccer teams in the U.S. are doing that where like the men's and the women's soccer team have the same uh name oh yeah that makes sense I mean that makes a lot more sense (laughs) that's definitely like that here like the women's team and the men's team have the same name Izmir is another place where I'd like to spend more time for sure yeah I think we just basically flew out of there right like that was basically the extent of like drove, drove through flew out it wasn't yeah. uh yeah yeah of yeah I don't I don't I want to go I want to see it I like I that day I don't think we saw any of it did we no like, I don't, I don't think so I think we literally drove to the airport and left left yeah sad yeah my grandma's apartment isn't a great centrally located place so yes it would be easier to go than some of the other locations we want in Turkey, <laughs> for sure. All right. Count me in. That sounds great. <laughs> we can go to a Karşıyaka sport match of some kind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go, we have to go to the basketball game, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. That's true. We're like, where's Kemai? <laughs> Post it to the Twitter. <laughs> Um, 
okay, so now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is WTF, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. So WTF, I have a really stupid one, which is when they're panning around when Eda and Kerem get engaged. Mm -hmm. There's like a bunch of wind turbines in the background. <laughs> I just don't think that we had those in the 90, early oh. 90s. That's a good point. I didn't even like register. I always forget that the show is supposed to be like 20 years ago. So I know. Most of the time. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it most of the time, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty and yay. I love wind turbines. Like let's make more, but just yeah. <laughs> funny to have them in the shot. Yeah. What the fuck to Borju inviting Tunjai in? She's got this like pathological politeness thing happening. It's a big yeah. problem. Yeah, I would have been like, um, it's late. Also, I hate you. Bye. Yeah, I'm like this. folding my laundry. I don't want you in here. Yeah. What the fuck to Elif wearing her school uniform like and tie late in the night? Like, what is she doing? Changing just, to more comfortable we, clothing. Have we seen her wear like anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, she wears the like the red dress the checkered dress that's not technically the school uniform i don't think oh okay it's like either that or the school uniform she's got two outfits <laughs> yeah that's all i got what do you guys got um for wts i think um definitely the abscess on the dog's skin was Oof. too much um what else um the key ring thing was kind of funny. I guess it's like a kid thing. It also fit her finger perfectly where I feel like those things are like an inch across. Mm. <laughs> but I, it's fine. I'm into it. It's great. Um, What else? I also think, what the fuck? I mean, Tunjai showing up is a giant what the fuck. Yes. <laughs> I'm just so happy he came back to get dunked on and then left again. <laughs> but then also Buju the opening actor. the door is like, yes. why the yeah. yeah yeah and her, yeah, that's and her a different like sexy WTF. pjs yeah. she needs a peephole like she needs to be checking who is there before she opens yeah. her door in the middle of the night to strangers for sure um also he can't just like get into the building so <laughs> he buzzed her neighbor <laughs> yeah like, excuse me <laughs> i need to go torture my ex-fiance ex yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was quite absurd let me think. I think those are mine. There was something else that I mentioned during the episode, but I can't remember what it was. I'm a little bit WTF at like Eda so quickly getting so extremely upset with Kerem. Like I understand the arc in principle and I'm like here for it because I want her to like do it for herself, but it was just so extreme and mean and you know, for her to I guess it makes sense from the sense that she's like young and she really hates her mom, which like the mom. And she's also that. like both of them are extremely hot tempered. Like that's their yes. number one personality yes. trait. But it was just, it was maybe, maybe it's just because like I would never <laughs> blow up that quickly. It's just hard to imagine. But I'm also like 10 years older than she is probably at that point in her life. And like you said, she's got pre, um, pre-revealed pre-known anger issues and her mom <laughs> sucks so i guess it's sort of logical for her to have that violent of a reaction but i was a little bit wtf at how just 
targeted and mean her comments were. it was really mean yeah, yeah for sure but that's i agree with what everyone else has said slash i think i already vocalized my other wcfs as sophia was recapping <laughs> <laughs> okay sultan's success i think we're gonna have a hot debate here because we've got borju and edda who are like our feminist heroes in this episode mm-hmm. we've got Suzanne, who oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really killed it this episode by not getting uh, Nedjdet to like do a crime on paper mm-hmm. by refusing to carry out his orders until he signed. I mean, that's pretty yeah, fantastic. She, she's clearly plotting something too. Yeah, maybe for herself. Very clutch play from Suzanne. So, who do you guys think deserves the belt? I feel very strongly in favor of Burju just because one, she chewed out Tunjai, as we know. Two, she um, got things going again with Kemal in a very cute and fun to watch way. <laughs> and then number three, she put, you know, she checked Eda and like, you know, got her back on track, like with her feminist nuggets, um, which then Eda like, took further with her own kind of journey into uh I guess being a feminist <laughs> sticks up for herself <laughs> so I think Borju's like the root of any everything that Eda did subsequently I am a little bit conflicted with the Suzanne nomination though because I don't think we're going to see her do anything cool again <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Sophia I agree for sure uh I don't know I would say Borju just because like we sh- I I don't think she's ever been so empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Our, uh, I think they're equal logically and Borju's definitely got our hearts over Suzanne because we don't shit about her. So <laughs> let's go with Borju. <laughs> well argued. Um, okay. Fatwa's hit list. There's a lot. Like There's every lot. parent once again. <laughs> Whoever, the screenwriter who wrote all that tragedy for Sina. Yes, them too. Are we going to go Elif's parents? Oh, for me, yes. Yeah, I think of the like trash parents this episode, aka Eda's, Eda's mom, I still think Edif's were more horrible in this episode. Yeah, I mean, they literally drove her to like yeah. grievously injure herself. For herself. So yeah. That's pretty bad. That's so horrible. Like, what is she even going to do if she has How is she hair? like, how, yeah, which, like in general in life? Like, oh my God. Yeah, yes. like just like even going to the bathroom, you know? Yeah. Really oh. bad. Um, okay. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> grievous self harm. And that's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Borju. May you continue to shine on as the series goes. Watch out to Elif's parents. You are on Fatma's hit list. She's coming for you. Uh, and I'm sure you won't be having a good time of it in the next two episodes anyway. So watch out. <laughs> next time, we'll be talking about season two, episode seven, which is the penultimate episode of the series, I think. Yes. So that's exciting. And thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.